I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. There's talk of Deshaun going to Miami. He's waived his no-trade clause, reports say. The odds say it is Miami. Minus 450 right now, over 80% chance if he's traded, it will be to the Dolphins. Baker Mayfield wants to play, and the Vegas market's reacting. Line was three yesterday, favored over Pittsburgh. Now with the possibility of Baker up to three and a half, Browns favored. World Series, Braves win game one, 61% now to win the World Series for the Braves. Astros tonight, though, minus 120 in game two. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday midweek. It's when we turn from looking backwards to looking forward at all the big action, including the three biggest football games of the week we'll be previewing. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Now, by the way, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Okay, there's fans and there's the man. Who's the man? The bookie. Well, there's one fan that beats the man. He's here, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Braves take one, game one of the World Series. One of the favorites to land Deshaun Watson is now off the board. And Baker Mayfield practiced today, says he absolutely could play on Sunday. What is the Vegas lead? The Vegas lead is quarterback is king in the NFL to a degree, I think, unlike any other time in the history of the game. And I would make the case it potentially, in fact, likely will make luck, luck, such a big factor in the next 20 years of NFL success, much more so than in the 20 prior years. Think about it, AJ. Now, if you're a losing team, like, you know, the Houston Texans have been historically, it's good to have more luck. When you're a Steelers fan like me, you don't want luck. You want skill. So it might be your decade coming up. Oh, I can't wait. So we'll start talking about Deshaun and Baker, but really go into the the universal point. Well, let's start with Deshaun Watson. The Miami Dolphins, their odds have skyrocketed. They're now minus 450 to be the next team to land Deshaun. Rumors are that there is a deal in place, but the Dolphins want his legal issues cleared up before they make a deal. Meanwhile, Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper says we are out on Deshaun Watson. They were the second favorite as of yesterday, now off the board in Vegas. Okay, so who has leverage here? It seems to me that when you say, and it, that felt a little loose, I'd like to get a quote on it, and let's see if we can find it, and maybe it's just going to be reporting, and it is loose, but if the legal issues were cleared up, there'd be 10 teams looking to trade for him. So it's like saying, yeah, this house, it's a million-dollar house. I know it's on a burial ground. 
and there was a couple murders there. The rumors are. So you're offering it for three hundred. I'll take it as soon as you move it away from the burial ground and make sure no murders were ever there. It's like okay, if that happens, then the premise of the sale price is no longer the case. So when you say, "Oh, they want Deshaun Watson," or there's a deal in place, but they want the legal issues cleared up, it likely will be a year plus. Could be. That. So, well, I mean, how couldn't it be? The, the Houston Chronicle reports that Stephen Ross has approved the trade on the condition that Watson's legal issues are settled before the deal is done. Ross also wants to know if Roger Goodell plans to suspend Watson under the NFL's personal conduct policy, and if so, for how long. I know what it's about, and I'm not dealing with it, is Ross's quote. Okay. Then Ross is not very intelligent. <laughs> I would just say that. Because what you've done now... And Colin made this strong point today. What you've done now is you've ostracized Tua. I mean, how can anyone think Tua leads this team at this point? So you've, you're in a relationship. You change your Facebook status. to It's complicated. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but you didn't do that. You actually got out on TV and got on Instagram and got retweeted by a Kardashian, might be the analogy, with a love poem to somebody else who you're making condition. It's like, you know, AJ, I'm going to give you a million dollars as soon as you fly around the earth with your arms. I mean, like <laughs> start flapping. It's, it's easy to say it's, e- it's easy to say that uh, I-, I want this. I want that. What is the scenario that his legal issues are cleared up? Because even if it's not like this is a consortium, of women, there's certainly women that have the same attorney, but there's other women that don't. How do you clear up a legal issue like this that hasn't even hasn't even hit the court yet? That's what I'm saying. It could be a year plus. And so, so how do you say it like that? Maybe this is maybe maybe this is him saying, okay, I'm going to put a proclamation out there that we need a certain threshold met. Then we'll make the trade. And the implication will be the threshold's been met. It's like say it. It's almost like think it, and it becomes it. Because what, there's no, you. There's not going to be an announcement that this. I mean, I guess there, the first question is if there's a civil settlement, is that resolved? Or is that him being guilty? And that's the question that Roger Goodell was asked. He said he doesn't know. He doesn't have enough information yet to decide whether or not he'll be on the exempt list, and that won't be known until. Those proceedings happen. Now, the reason it felt like this heated up, and John Middlecoff, uh, former scout, said the following, and again, he wasn't reporting this as much as just conveying it, but I'll reiterate what he said. He said that the whispers or the talk in the league is that it's unlikely that there's going to be a major criminal element to this or any criminal element, perhaps. And I'm not sure that's unlikely or less likely than we thought. And that it looks like, and again, looks like, repeating John Middlecoff here, is that he was using this almost like a dating service. It was like, hey, I'm a good looking millionaire. Maybe there's a few questions on the phone beforehand. Do you like, you know, whatever the, you know, intimate type. And then the yes comes over and all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's an extra 500. And again, I'm 
pure speculation here. Maybe it's a thousand. I don't know. Uh, but rumor is he was trying to shortchange most of them. Which well, is- maybe. That, but 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 again, that's a matter of saying here's a price. The job's done. You know, actually, I'm going to give you half. Don't do that, by the way. Uh, well, I mean, I do it with the gardener occasionally, but I mean, it's when he doesn't do a good job. But that's a whole different story. That's AJ Hoffman. I'm RJ Post, straight out of Vegas. So you spent over a decade in Houston radio. You just left just a few months ago. What was the what was Deshaun Watson standing within those from those who know those on the inside? The standing was that this was going to have to be litigated somehow. Deshaun had before no interest these in these incidents. Oh, before this came out, Deshaun had already said, "I want out of here." He didn't want to be in Houston anymore, mm-hmm. and that seemed great in, in a way. It seemed great for the Texans because they knew that they could get this giant haul for him if he was going to force his way out. Then the legal issues pop up, and suddenly, yeah, stock down. So just backing up a minute is what was his standing as in what did people think of him that covered him in the media before these issues people thought that he was a top five quarterback who was stuck in almost an unwinnable situation there was nothing personal no there was no sense that he's a good guy or a bad guy everybody thought he was a good guy okay okay so why would the miami dolphins interest level to the point again of saying hey tua you're not really wanted here. Don't buy a rent. Don't buy. Why would this ramp up at this point? Is it possible that it's like, let's say you had a car and it. it now, who's the car in this case? Uh, Deshaun is the car. Okay. Okay. okay like you, you have a car and you're, you're looking to sell it to me. And, and. I say, okay, well, I agree to the price that you're offering, but first you've got to, you've got to uh, get a new transmission put in it. Maybe the hope is that you, the person with the car... How is Houston going to be able... Oh, so in this case, you're thinking it's motivating Deshaun to do what? No, not motivating Deshaun. Motivating the Texans then to say, okay, rather than me get this transmission fixed, how about I knock X off the price and you get a better deal? But that had to be the premise of the negotiation all along. This makes this makes zero sense. I don't say things unequivocally like this too often. Is unless this is a matter of the Miami Dolphins saying it, and then if it happens and we set a condition on it, that means the condition was met, kind of. Okay, then I'm going to say that was maybe a smart move. But at this point, there's if the commissioner says by definition. I don't have enough information to decide. How could anything be resolved till he does? And thus, why is this conversation happening right now? Well, it's because funny. there's a downside to it with, with Tua. Sure. And, and Brian Flores so far has tried to mitigate that downside. Brian Flores has been out in the media saying, I'm, I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Tua's our quarterback. And Tua said, hey, it's but now nice. now that's lip service. Right. Because now the coach is, or he, Tua's been saying, oh, it's nice that the coach has my back. He believes in me. But now the owner is saying, well, but, but it's also a, a situation where Deshaun is the type of player that maybe Tua, maybe it's not as offensive. If, if it's like if you've got a chance to go get Patrick Mahomes or but if you're listen, if you're the top, if you're the fifth pick in the draft, you're not thinking, oh, he's clearly better than me. Maybe you know in the back of your mind, but that's what these alpha athletes are able to do is tell them it's like, hey, shouldn't Joe Namath have known that he was old or Big Ben? Or Willie Mays. 
It's like, yeah, but kind of the or Ali versus Holmes. It's kind of the thing that allowed them to do what they've done up to this point is that irrational exuberance about their own ability. Yeah. And but even if if scenario A is Tua doesn't think you're really interested in anyone else, even though he would admit Deshaun's better than him, let's assume that. And scenario two is, yeah, he's better than me. Now you want him. Scenario A is better in either case. And thus, it goes back to the question. And keep asking yourself this question because there's not going to be an answer. And you're going to see that the way we analyze this is exactly correct. There's no reason if they are expecting this to be resolved before the trade to make the trade such a public matter. Okay, so it means one of two things. It means that they're going to do the trade anyway and kind of hope that they can fool everyone into thinking, hey, conditions met, or the trade's not going to happen for a long while. If they do the first one, this is maybe a good PR move, seasoning the ground. They talk about frame uh, where as a debater as in politics or any communication you want to create a frame what is the context that a, something is being considered if the frame being created here is if the trade happens he's been cleared pretty much well then this is smart if the trade happens without him being clear which i think will happen smart if it doesn't because they're waiting for him to be cleared Dumb. Closing time. I agree. And and you have to imagine that the price that the Texans have agreed to assumes that there is some risk involved. Yes. And if he's cleared... Because why would... The Texans wouldn't negotiate right now with one party. And why would Deshaun Watson be clearing the no trade clause right now if, if there's been no movement? Yeah, it doesn't make sense because if all this is cleared, the 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 sea is going to part with teams who are like, oh my God, we need a quarterback. The Broncos will come knocking. The Panthers will come I, knocking. I mean... <laughs> Uh, all but five or sixteen yeah. should at least to see what the price is. Yeah. All right. We'll take our first break. We've laid that out very ruthlessly, and you know what? I don't like people trying to fool my audience. I don't. You know th- this guy. You know I don't know what. What did the Miami Dolphins guy? How'd he make his money? I don't know. He's like a hundred and something years old. He's an ancient man. Oh, he's asleep. He doesn't even know this is happening. He might not. Is he? He's he's really old. I think he is very old. Then how's he so impatient? Well, I guess that's why he's impatient. Yeah, I got to get things done before I die. Eighty-one. Eighty-one. Hmm. All right. That's not young. (laughs) Let's get out of the actuarial tables. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to continue about quarterbacks. And that's going to be in the league. They're more important than ever. We all know that. Why does that matter about luck versus skill when it comes to winning it all? He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at the Cleveland Browns quarterback situation where Baker Mayfield says he absolutely has a chance to play this Sunday. And if you've got a bad NFL team that you like, you're going to like that there's more luck coming up in the next few years and beyond in the NFL. 
This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. That's not luck. <laughs> Audience is more than double within the last year and a half. That's because of you. We appreciate the support. Keep spreading the word. Tell a friend. It helps the show, helps our growth, and we'll keep working extra hard to deliver laughs and winners and contemplation. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 74 degrees. Neon is flowing. So, RJ, let's take a look at that Cleveland line. The Browns move from three to three and a half. Baker Mayfield did everything in practice today, according to head coach Kevin Stefanski, which means he was a full participant today. And Baker, when asked, said he absolutely thinks he has a chance to play this weekend. All right. The question is, what does it make much of a difference? You've got some thoughts on it. Yeah, I said this last week, and I believe it, or I guess earlier this week, well, and I believe it. Luckily, you believe it if you said it. <laughs> yeah, I still believe it. I believe it holds true for this particular matchup, I should say. Uh, I thought that the Browns getting that win over the over the Broncos had something to do with it being a lower-scoring type game. The Broncos not having the offense that you have to get into a track meet with. And this game, once again, against the Steelers, it's going to be the same type of a game. It's going to be a game well, expected where... Expected to be. Expected to be, where if, if you can get to 28 points, you feel like you probably got a good chance of winning that game. I think Case Keenum is less of a drop-off in those games versus a game where you're going to have to get into a shootout mode and you're going to need good Baker Mayfield to show up. Okay, so you believe Baker is better, but in a lower-scoring game, Browns are favored. The theory is you want parity. You want, you know, hey, you always want upside, but you don't need the upside. You, you know, you need the straighten. It's almost like the opposite of the Lions – Last week, the Lions needed a, a number of things to go well for them to beat the Rams. So onside kick, fake punt makes sense. High variance here because it's projected to be low scoring. You don't need to have a shocking performance. The steady as you go works. And Case Keenum in the one game. But if you look at the EPA, that's an efficiency stat that the uh, analytics people love. The 12th highest rated quarterback in the NFL this season, Case Keenum, that's better than Baker Mayfield. One game, one game, but impressive so far. Remember, Keenum had a better season in 2017 than Baker ever had. And it was under Stefanski as the, I think, the quarterback's coach, if not, or OC, I'm not sure, in 17. coach, correct. Oh, thank you. Mackenzie Rivers, thank you. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. It's a nice pull, though. And the line has gone, thank you, the line has gone up from three to three and a half. Now, is that about Baker? Could be. Not sure. Now, let's shift gears and talk about quarterbacks in general. Now, let's think about this. I've got my power ratings. And by the way, I'm going to tweet these out. That's a pretty sheet. it's, It's a big tabloid, 11 by 17, full color. You don't have a printer that prints tabloid, do you? I don't. Okay. It and you is... always say you'll bring me one, and then it, no, you no, never no, do. No, no, no. I said I'd bring you a coupon for one. That oh. <laughs> was different. Now, I'm going to run down the best teams, and let's just think silently, or you can talk to your friend. How good's the quarterback on these teams? All right. Best team, Tampa Bay. Next best, number two, Arizona. I heard someone say they thought if the redraft happened today of the entire league, playground style, right? you go all in the center at half court and you get pick, pick them. First gets next two. That the one person that maybe gets picked before Mahomes, now that Mahomes is having a little downturn, 
is Kyler Murray. <laughs> I want to be in that guy's draft. Think about who your second pick, who your first and second pick would be as I continue. Okay. Ponder. Okay. Next up, the Dallas or the Rams. Well, Goff's not so. Oh, wait, no. No, okay. Goff's not Stafford. there anymore. Yeah. Dallas, number five. Baltimore. Tennessee. Tannehill, you could say, well, he's not great. Numbers say. Since he's gone to Tennessee, he's been excellent. Kansas City. Now, an exception. New Orleans? Question mark. Yep. New Orleans, number nine. Green Bay. Cincinnati. Chargers. Then Browns. So for the top dozen teams, there's one questionable QB. Now, let's read. I won't belabor the point. Let's read the last, uh, from 23 on, the last 10. Carolina, oh. Washington, no. Miami, no, no, no. Chicago, no. Seattle, well, that's without Russell Wilson, no. Giants, maybe, but not now. Jacksonville, maybe, not now. Detroit, no. Houston, no. Jets. So wait a minute. Bottom 10, no quarterbacks. <laughs> Top 12, 11 of 12. Miami is the perfect freaking case for this. They've made every move right for years. They started rebuilding years ago. They hired the right coach. They made trades like... Uh, they got over on the Texans with the Tunsil trade. Like they, oh my God, that, I even forgot about that. <laughs> then they got, uh, I mean, what? They got uh, multiple picks for the three. Yeah, they got they trade back and get a couple. One, I mean, it's like it's been. I don't. Who's the second best wheeler and dealer? I don't even think you can think of a second best I in the last off three the top years. Top of my head. And right now, Miami is the 25th best team in the NFL after almost making the playoffs last year. It, there's one reason. Right? Yeah. It's quarterback. So you can get everything else right and quarterback wrong, and you're going to be <clears throat> bottom of the league for the mo- most likely. History tells us now more than ever. Or you can get everything wrong and the quarterback right, and you're going to do better. You won't win it with just a quarterback, probably. But you think, now listen. Peyton Manning, this was a different era when, in theory, quarterback didn't mean as much. But there's times that the Colts would have been a bottom five roster if, 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 there was no, if every quarterback was the same, like a robot quarterback yeah. that was equal back in Manning's time. when in, they were, Especially in Andrew Luck's time. Yeah, but they never did much with Andrew yeah. Luck. But he, he certainly helped them. As a, I don't know if he was an average, slightly above average. I'm not a Luck guy. Well, they, I mean, they won multiple divisions despite having a, probably a bottom 10 roster in the league outside of quarterback. They, they kept winning that division. I think maybe Collins' propaganda is getting to you there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you keep saying it long enough, people will believe it. But I, I don't know. But getting back on point is, to me – how do you get a good quarterback? Is it develop a good quarterback? Maybe, maybe, well, probably. You could say Josh Allen was developed. Yeah. And it was something that has scouts and NFL people befuddled. They're like, how did he, how did he get so much better? Other than that, what quarterback looked bad their first year? I mean bad. The, the, in in, let's say, bad his second year. Sometimes they'll look okay their first year. Come that second year, even halfway through, they're good or they're not good. Tannehill. 
Yeah, but I mean, again, Tannehill's on the cusp of this. I think it's fair to yeah. say, and 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 again, a lot of people are going to say Gase is so bad, but it's a good, it's a good, it's a good answer. And the fact we're reaching for Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, maybe. Except he was not. He didn't even have a chance to play. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was sitting on the bench with RG three. So one and zero in two thousand twelve as a starter. It was rookie year. Okay. So what does that mean? Cousins was pretty good out the gate. Like I was because he's because he was one and zero. No. I mean, hey, listen, listen. You can't forget Uncle Mike was coaching back then. He remembers. (laughs) Maybe, uh, maybe Derek Carr. Struggled his first couple years, and not, not that he's well, an elite now. Wait, wait, his second year was the MVP year, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I guess it was his second year. <laughs> yeah, that's the opposite of struggling. Yeah. So it doesn't happen. So in general, it's not about. And the question we've been trying to figure out here with the Kirk Cousins distractions and the luck distraction is: is quarterbacks are they developed or are they born? You have to hit a home run in the draft. And the Miami Dolphins. Did they contemplate taking Herbert? I don't know. Because Tua was hurt. Tua had an almost career-ending hip injury. You, you would have had a reason not to take Tua if you, if you were leaning towards the but other way. But tank for Tua. Right, but, no, but because of that injury, I don't think anyone would have blinked an eye had they taken Herbert over Tua. I think people would have. I think it would have been a big story, though. Come game or draft day, it got to about even money, and even a week before, it was unlike. I mean, Herbert was surging, right? But Herbert, we, let's not do revisionist history. Herbert was. The narrative was, oh, another stiff that has all the tools. He never had any fire. You know, the Oregon, you know, four years at Oregon, no betters last year than his second year. That, that was the narrative. And he's shocked people. But can we really say the Chargers were good in that pick? Yeah, but how much luck was there? A huge amount of luck. Well, because if if the Dolphins take Tua, then they're or if Dolphins take Herbert, they're stuck with Tua, and now the Chargers are dumb, and the Dolphins. But are they smarter. might be sell. They might have been dancing. Do we really? I mean, the point is, we don't know, and what we know is there's no signs to this. Because who's the last like sure thing? Andrew Luck. Okay. Probably. And again, I think a Midland career, maybe slightly above Midland. And then who's been the second most sure thing since? Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Let's call it, an, uh, let's be very gentlemanly and say incomplete sure. so far. Who's the third of the last 10 years? Sure thing. Hasn't really been one. Well, okay. There are no, you know, kind of good that there hasn't been, right? This year there was talk, we might never have five such elite pl- uh, quarterbacks all at the same time. Uh, we're not going to have five elite ones, and we might have zero elite ones. Really, we don't know. But the point I'm making is, when only one thing matters, the, here's an analogy for poker. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. You ever play low spade in the hole or a game like that? No. So it's seven-card stud, but you get half the pot if you have the low spade in the hole. Okay. So aces are low. So you got the ace of spades in the hole. You got half the pot. So you're just, it's luck. It's pure. It's like having three wild, you know, uh, deuces, sevens, and tens wild. The skill diminishes greatly. The luck goes way up, right? Sure. Okay. That's what's happening in the NFL. If you hit on a quarterback with a lot of luck, you are going to be top 12 in the league pretty much the next 15 years if they're elite elite. 
if you don't have a quarterback, you can't hardly be top 12. It's like a long, long, long shot. And since that is the deciding factor in the NFL today, and it has a huge element of luck, then the next 10 years of Super Bowls are going to have more luck in them than any time in history. This is why the Rams look so brilliant for giving up a like I you, say, you were gonna say I was brilliant. Well, you are of course, but <laughs> wow. with the analogy, put a crumb cake around the neck of of Jared Goff, and give give the the Lions a first round pick to take him and get a sure thing in Matt Stafford. Compare that to what the 49ers did and mortgage the future for a guy who at best is a coin flip, like a, a, like you say, a lottery ticket. Oh, you know, here's what we're gonna do, cousin Kyle. He's taking more heat. Oh my. We'll ask Mackenzie how the Shanahan family's holding up. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. You know, too, I had one other comment. Got a lot of holes in the desert. So, I don't think he's happy. No. <laughs> if I were playing like him, I wouldn't be happy I mean, either. He got mighty defensive mighty fast there, didn't he? Yeah. He goes, I don't, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says about me. I don't, I don't even listen. I don't listen to that nonsense. There was a kid we grew up with. Robbie was his name. He used to say, I don't give a care. <laughs> Tua should start saying that. He like should. A teacher, I don't give a care. Yeah. All right, Mackenzie, we do it once a week. <laughs> now, listen, we aren't trying to tell you exactly how to feel. But how are things? Things are all right. I'm working for pregame.com. It's a lot of fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about the, the, the family. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to that. So, yeah, Sunday night was you terrible. You have 10 more seconds. It, it hurt a lot. We're all involved. But I was really proud of Kyle in the press conference. He didn't say, I'll be honest with you, a pet phrase that Uncle Mike used to use a lot when he was kind of not divulging things. He was really straight and honest. He was like, we need to do better at passing and catching, which is the probably the nicest way you can put what happened on Sunday. My favorite quote was, this was the quarterback's worst game. He had a 7.7 QBR. Like, yeah, th- of course it was the worst. Does it get worse than that? Well, we'll ask McKenzie. So we always ask you, what's the redraft? So if you were drafting the five quarterbacks right now in order, go from five to one, the rookies this year, redraft, what do you got? Zach Wilson at five, Justin Fields at four, Trevor Lawrence at three, <laughs> Mac Jones at two, <laughs> And the upside, Trey Lance, you got to get lucky in this league, number one. <laughs> Do you not still see that, like, Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence also still have upside? Like, they haven't used it all up yet? In the 720 f- days, Lance will be as old as Mac Jones. Uh, okay. That's a lot when of did you When did you do that calculation? <laughs> <laughs> Every day I have a, little, have a, have a tally on my, on my In 720 wall. days, he will have less of a college career than Mac Jones did. All right, we'll check in next week. You know when someone, like, you know they have emotional problems, but, like, no one's talking about it? They, they talk real, like, with low energy like that. Like, yeah, I'm doing fine. You know, it seems like if he were, if like, if the 49ers had drafted Trevor Lawrence somehow, and I know you're down on Trevor Lawrence, but at least with Trevor Lawrence, you've seen some flashes out of him that say maybe one day he'll get there. And like, you, if you wanted to say Mac Jones, then Trevor Lawrence, okay. But this is the guy who's literally shown the least of all these rookies. If he was taken in the second round, I'd say they'd be a little worried. I think so. Three first round picks? You've got to be terrified. Oomphah. <laughs> when we come back, 
the three biggest games of the week in football. I don't care if they're college or pro. We're going to give them to you with an early Vegas handicap. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. And this is the pregame show that you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at the biggest games of the weekend, R.J. you're a college football guru. The number one winning percentage of pregame.com last year. Number one winning percentage the year before. And you're winning this year. Georgia, Florida, Georgia on the road favored by 14. Yeah, Georgia has allowed 46 points this season through seven games. Florida allowed 49 against LSU in their last game. So this is a a situation where a rivalry game, you've got one team that's way up and one team that's way down. And (laughs) historically, when Georgia's been good and Florida's been unranked, Georgia has dominated this series. Florida's got two quarterbacks. They're switching back and forth. Both of them turning the ball over way too too much. Georgia should be in a position to roll here, coming off a bye, focused. And this is the last real test on Georgia's schedule before they get to the SEC championship. They've got Mizzou and Vanderbilt coming up after this. This is so in the swamp. Th- no, this is a neutral site game. Oh, okay. The, okay. the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, they call it. Oh, so every year this is a neutral yes, site? Yes, neutral oh, okay. site every year. Kind of like the Oklahoma Texas. Kind of like that. Okay, 14 points, 86% of the cash on Georgia. Now, what I would say for sure is when a line is right on a key number, you want to, if you're a serious better, you wait and see if it starts moving one way or the other. If you like the dog, it starts moving up, you wait, you wait, you grab the 14 and a half. But let's say it starts moving the other way down. If you're fast, you can grab some late 14s. So betters who are serious are going to be attentive, especially when they have bets to make on these big, big lines. Now, if you're more recreational, not really. Yeah, and this is a situation where the number one team, I would expect money, late money to come in on Georgia. Uh, all right, let's go to the NFL. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Vikings, RJ. C- Cowboys, one-point favorites. Okay, now think about this. This is Dallas on the road. And they're favored. Say like Minnesota is above average team in the NFL. They're one point better than average in my power rankings. But Dallas is four and a half points better. So as much as like the Cowboys have had excitement in years past, there was a sense of what was it? Dak's uh, rookie year, they went like 12 and three. Uh, or 12 and four was I can't yeah in that range, but this is the best highest power rated cowboy team in five years easy and it's not even close right now I've got Dallas as the fifth best team in the NFL better than Baltimore better than Tennessee better than Kansas City better than Green Bay better than Cincinnati better than the Chargers Dallas and Minnesota is better than most teams think, and Dallas is still a road favorite. Dak's rookie year was 13-3. and three. I think this team's probably power-rated even higher than that team. For the last- this is the game that people are going to talk about for years to come. 
Well, not really, but it's probably the biggest game of the week. Well, maybe. Yeah, I hmm. There's a lot of candidates for best game of the week this week. I, I think yeah. without the without the COVID stuff, you would say Green Bay, Arizona. But I think I, I think there's several yeah, games we'll you could make that a case tomorrow for. for sure. Chargers at home, favored by six against the Patriots. Now, I would say the following. The Chargers are a team that the power ratings don't like. So I have 10 different power ratings I use to kind of gauge mine. 538, The Athletic, Not Mike Sando, DVOA, et cetera, et cetera. And look at the range. The high has the Chargers three points better than an average team. Okay, that would have them as the seventh best team in the league. The low has them as a below average team. The Athletic, who historically their power rankings are the most accurate, they say that the Chargers are a below average team. That is, if you actually look at the variance, as they call it, with the Chargers, they're the 28th widest range, meaning some power ratings say high, some say low. Which you're you're a fan of the Chargers? I am a fan of the Chargers. Uh, or an admirer. Uh, yeah, I, I think this team is better than than most power ratings would suggest. I think they're they're closer to that seven eight range than they are to below average. So the Ravens game was just an aberration. I, I mean, it's the one bad game they've had this year, really. Oh, when you lose, you, it's a bad game. Okay, but it's a hor- It was a horrible game. I, I think Herbert. I think Herbert is more about potential. I think he looks good. He has a strong arm. If you're a Chargers fan, you're going to want the Chargers for sure. To, you're going to feel. I guess maybe the way to say it is, you're going to feel good about the Chargers with Herbert. But how good is he right now? Good, but I don't think he's great. Well, and the worst game he's played in his career came last year against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And remember, the Chargers staff is probably going to say, it's, they're not going to trick us like they did last year. <laughs> and one last thing is the Patriots, that's a team that gets better as the year progresses. Now, you add in a rookie quarterback that's going to trend up. Whatever Patriots do now, expect them to get better and better as the year progresses. Now, if you look at the bottom of the league is these are some of the worst teams. So the best team, Tampa Bay, seven and a half points better than an average team. The Texans are nearly 10 points worse than an average team. The Jets right now are the worst team in the NFL with a backup quarterback. They're 10 points worse than an average team. So it's not like an even normal distribution. Like there's nice little graphs. There's a big fat tail, and that's the losers down at the bottom. And you think about it. I mean, you look at it. Carolina, Washington, Miami, Chicago, Seattle, Giants, Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, Jets. These are some bad teams. Yeah, and bad quarterbacks to bring it back around. If you missed any of today's show... Especially, I loved when we talked about more luck in the NFL now, how it's changing things. Check it all out. The podcast page at FoxSportsRadio.com We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow. Now, tomorrow it's Thursday Night Football and I'm telling you something. With all the COVID, Vegas is going to be telling us a lot about this game. That's 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Vegas Time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!